0: hey everybody welcome back to the nerd nest i'm bill and today we are I, we i am joined by russ and carrie uh russ how's it going man good good you know i've
1: been uh messing around with like this real weird yin yang thing where i'm playing with the Lenovo legion go all the time but then also i want to like take a break from like really high-end stuff and play like little emulators as well so it's been fun to just kind of alternate between those two are you working on an emulator video for the for the legion I am. So that's going to be my next video is like showing off all the things emulation wise that the Legion Go can do. And then I'll use that footage in my final review, which I'm also kind of working on as well. But I like, it's weird, though you need time to percolate as a reviewer until you're ready to say, okay, this is how I feel about it, you know? And so mm-hmm. uh, I'm still at that point.
0: Carrie, um, I, I saw you, you put out your first video about the Legion Go, but then you, you said in the pre show, um, which by the way, if you guys want access to the pre show, uh you can check out the patreon links uh down below uh but you said in the pre-show you were running some battery tests so is that on the legion go or is that on some uh, other stuff
2: uh yes it's actually on two different things i'm doing a thing on the rgb 30 but also um the legion go as well so the legion go uh the one of the nice things about pcs especially with all the software that's available to it it's easier to capture all the data that's happening so i just can produce a single graph uh so i have it like at the lowest tdb possible battery test which is going now so it takes a long time especially on a 50 watt hour battery and then i do like a high-end one where i'm pushing it like crazy and that'll like drain like an hour or so so i can give you this like range in a single graph of like showing you everything in between this spot is what you're looking at for battery life um so yeah that's what i'm doing right now i love doing battery tests or even just thermal scans because it's just like i can just put the thing on the side (laughs) and just do something else while that's doing it so um it's only a few benchmarks that I do have automated, uh, some of the, like the gaming benchmarks, there's no real easy way to automate that process just yet. Um, I, I guess there could be, but then there's just like, is the juice worth the squeeze for the amount of automation type of stuff that I do? Because then, you know, you have to like use like Python and OCR and like have the Python being aware of what's on the screen and then pressing the right button and then making sure all that just works, right? Like, like, right. it, it would just be like, I'm spending days of work making something like that. And then just have this Rube Goldberg machine that I'm not looking at just completely fail. It's like the, um, when you see people with like, uh, 3d printers and oh, they just yeah. leave it and they come back and it's just the spaghetti and you're just like, Ugh, yeah. look at this thing. <laughs>
0: exactly uh so you know obviously today uh we're going to be talking a lot about the legion go uh we've all got hands-on with them we've all put out uh, our at least our first videos out about them um i'm midway through working on my uh second video about it and uh, i have to say just in general i'm impressed with it i'm more impressed with it than i thought that i would be um Russ, how are you? Just in general, how are you feeling about the the Legion Go uh, as a device? Yeah, uh, from far away. It's, it's growing on me. You know, a lot of people thought that my
1: first impressions video was negative, that I had like some sort of bias against it or whatever. It's not really that it was that I noticed things immediately when I picked it up and I'm like, Oh, this is unlike others. And so this is what I need to talk about. The fact that like, you know, on the right grip, I kept pushing those buttons accidentally all the time. And even though they were turned off and they're not actually doing anything, it still was a weird experience, you know? And it's something that in a week I probably will be used to it but for somebody else who's just picking it up they'll probably have that same experience and so i pointed out a lot of things that were going on in that first kind of few minutes but that doesn't necessarily mean that i'm saying don't buy the thing i'm just saying this is the things i've noticed so far and we'll get to the review part later but it's a really interesting thing but yeah it's growing on me the ergonomics are not getting better for me but uh everything else like i'm i'm really enjoying like the battery life the size of the screen i sat down yesterday and just kind of sat on the couch and played for
0: a couple hours and Man, it was a great time. It really was. That's awesome. Kerry, 100-yard view, how are you feeling about the uh, Legion Go overall?
2: Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, I like it a lot only from that they went in a direction that I think... Uh, it's like almost like an uber nerd, an uber geek way of looking at like a handheld, especially when you know, talk about like Russ talking about the buttons and stuff and how they are. I feel like an uber nerd uh, designed this thing and it wasn't, it didn't go through any other designer phase. It just had this like dude that was just tech heavy, just like, I want all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, for what it's worth, um, I've, a, a few people might not be aware, but when the Ion Neo was first coming out, um, they originally were looking to have it have Joy-Cons. So it was going to be detachable controllers, and then there'd be Bluetooth and everything. And I remember discussing with them, like, you're going to be able to have that work like how a Switch works, right? Like, so it's wired, and then you disconnect it, and then it just automatically Bluetooths and starts going, right? And then they just made it wired only. So it was just, like, connected. And it was like, okay, I, I think you guys had trouble with that. So Lenovo, for what it's worth, did do a good job on that. That is, for as far as it works technically it works like even just turning off the joycon on and off having that that do it even the FPS mode aside, right? Like it's a very uber geek type of functionality to just strap yeah. on a joycon. Um, the, uh, the implementation works great. And even though the software is half baked, at least the software tells you, tells you the battery levels on those joycons. So mm-hmm. there is a minimum amount of things there that I can appreciate. Uh, And I think for a lot of people that are looking for a thing that they wanted, it can work as a tablet. Um, It's odd to me, seeing as it is, that they did not make a uh, like a a thing that could magnetize to the bottom of it and be like a surface uh, keyboard cover. Um, Because it seems like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's it's like then you wouldn't. I mean, for me, I would probably forego the case entirely because the case is just ginormous. But if you could just have, like, a keyboard cover over the screen, you can just put that in your bag, have the Joy-Cons or whatever. Uh, I think that would be something that, I don't know, it's weird that they have all of these, like, other things with, like, the Joy-Cons and FPS mode, and then they don't have a keyboard cover thing, right? right. It's just like, had that slipped by, you guys? Yeah. I'm sure those, that
0: there's going to be like, a million of those things available, uh, you know, uh, on the sec- uh, secondary or tertiary market. What were you about to say, Russ? I'm sorry
1: basically that that i was going to say that you know i really hope this thing succeeds and becomes very popular because of all the third party or even lenovo accessories that might come out because of it like all my complaints about the joy cons right now if they release additional joy cons you know what i mean like they could, they could do it technolog- like technologically wise oh, right like they could do yeah. that like they're like okay here are straight gamer joy cons you know what i mean right. that have different ergonomics and and you can do that with this one where you can't with you know the rog ally i would love that but it's got to get popular enough to justify it. That yeah. is a cool idea.
0: Yeah. I love that idea because you know. Okay, you know, you brought it up uh, a minute ago. Uh, let's talk about those weird extra buttons. Well, first off, are you? Are do you see yourself using the first person shooter mode like at all, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I will for the next week because I'm testing it, but I, I'm not seeing it the funny thing is and 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 a lot of people were like giving me crap about this in the comments too and this isn't me trying to defend myself but one of the things is that i'm left-handed and so I don't like playing mouse and keyboard because i'm not good with my right hand on the mouse i play with my mouse on the right hand i'm just not very accurate with it i've never been it's not my dominant hand and so aiming with a mouse just feels a little bit weird and then also like the hand that's good is just pressing keys and that doesn't make sense to me either Mm -hmm. so when i play a first-person shooter game i use a controller and i barely touch the right analog stick i mostly move around my targets and keep my aim steady and i i i go to them, basically. You know what I mean? And so I play a completely different way than other people do when it comes to first-person shooters. So I thought to myself, this will be the perfect setup. I'll have my left analog stick with my left hand, which is dominant. And then I can also have like fine-grained like, focus with the FPS mode, like using it like a mouse. And that might be the best of both worlds. And it turns out that it's still not working very well for me. But it's just because it's a weird ergonomics. If it was better ergonomics, I think I would really enjoy it. But it just kind of feels weird. Like the buttons aren't where I would expect them to be. So I don't know how it's going to be. In theory, in theory, it sounds like the best setup for me as a left-handed player, but yeah, it just isn't working out.
0: Maybe with those um, extra, extra Joy-Cons that they were yeah. designing, they could, they could flip everything that's on here so that the left side could be the mouse mode, right? and they could sell left-handed, uh, like you could go to Lenovo's website and build your own Go. Where yeah. you're like, okay, obviously I get the center system and now I'm going to design my, I want the left-handed Joy-Con for the first-person shooter mode uh, and and or I want the right one. Or I want one that doesn't do any of the first-person shooter stuff because that's not for me. And by the way, Russ, I don't think you're that weird. When I play um, first-person shooters, I first off, I don't like WASD because I can't twist my hand that way because I broke my mm. elbow. Um but i also prefer controller and when i when i use my controller i tend to move to shoot instead of using the right to aim mm. and i think that that's i think that's like the i think that's mostly what people end up doing let us yeah. know in the comments uh how you guys do first person shooters on a controller um Carrie, those extra buttons when you were doing uh, non-first-person... Oh, actually, when were, you were doing non-first-person shooter mode, were you hitting them all the time?
2: Uh, no, not that I really noticed as much. Uh, for me, the big disappointment was that the hotkey buttons only allowed you to do more Xbox controller buttons. Right. And that seemed like, I don't know, like I don't want to press Xbox buttons. Like, <laughs> those things should be for to help me do PC things. Like, where's my alt tab? Where's Where's that? Like, where where is F E or like just weirdo piece Windows PC things that will come up periodically that you need not to, you don't want to bring up the virtual keyboard. Like that's Mm -hmm. the last thing I want to do Mm -hmm. is bring up a virtual keyboard anywhere in a Windows PC game, because that is just like (laughs) frustration. And I instantly want to stop doing everything. Um, So this also goes to why I prefer physical keyboards and all the GPD devices, just because it's just way more, it's just faster, right? It's just like, okay, bam, 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 let me go. Um, So, that's a miss for me, I think. But they said they're working on it, so hopefully that's there. I didn't have any particular problem hitting that. Um for the FPS mode, I think the only big thing for me that I didn't like is that it's alien. It's an alien feeling. Um so like even when I was playing Doom Eternal, I was like, Where's space? Uh, okay, this one's right. space. But then when you're in the mix of it, like when you're in the heat of like battle and stuff, I have no muscle memory whatsoever. So I'm like, and they're like flashing and I'm like, where's F? What's the F button? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like just pressing all the buttons. And uh, that was probably the thing that got me the most is that I it's still an alien feeling. I like the idea, but for me, the big problem with FPS mode is that it it's still... It... <sighs> for me, whenever I look at all these things, whenever anyone says anything like you, uh, the, the what is the... Gamepad accessories for, like, a a mobile phone and stuff. Oh, like the Backbone
0: or the GameSir? Yeah.
2: All of these types of things, right, require that you are going to carry the thing with you when you're out and about. So to carry around this puck with you just to play FPS mode, I don't know if that's (laughs) going to be something that people are going to do. So, like, if you're carrying around the Nova Legion Go, are you going to be carrying around that whole case Uh, that has a little spot for it in the case, but that case is huge. For me, everything about this is like trying to minimize how much crap you have in your back so that you're not like having this like giant backpack with you that wherever you're going. So Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that puck that you have to insert into it, even though it's magnetic and kind of does all the things is a miss only insofar as that it's an extra accessory that I don't want to have the joy cons as themselves have to come with the system, right? So you have to have those with it. And I am fine with the idea of having some type of mouse mode on there. Um, Especially if we were to think about it, you know, using a Bluetooth keyboard with it, because with that kickstand and doing the tablet thing, I can wrap my head around someone using that as a tablet PC, as opposed to a gaming thing. And then you have a mouse that's already with the system without having to bring an additional mouse with you. So I like the idea in general. I think that they just have to go back to the whiteboard and make it something that either transforms into like something like a mouse like, you know, like full-on transformer, like, you know, <laughs> goes out right. and becomes a mouse. Or they figure out how to transform just the the puck part uh, so you can kind of, like, collapse that part out so that it just is included in the controller itself. Having that accessory is a, is a mystery. But, um, I don't know, it's an alien feeling as it is. I don't use vertical mice as it is, even though that is technically the more ergonomic mouse to mm-hmm. use. Like, you know, holding it, like, straight with your wrist and everything it's better for ergonomics. Um, but I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but that's just me, the initial impressions from it. And it's uh, I I'm, I appreciate everything that they that they're doing there everything that how they're looking at it. I just feel like as a first generational thing. There are good ideas that need to be refined.
0: And, and the cool thing like that, that I I can't stop thinking about that thing that you said, Russ, where they can they can refine this without you having to buy an entire new right. tablet like they can refine these and sell these separately and i think that that would be uh, really really cool as far as the extra buttons um m1 and m2 i hit all the time i feel like i can ignore that okay uh m3 i hit all the time as well uh, and i know that it, like i've gone into legion space and turned all that stuff off so it doesn't actually do anything um but It is a distraction when you hit that and you're like oh what what did that do oh wait it didn't do anything i'm fine but it it just makes you stop and think about it when you're trying to get to a point where everything that you're doing is just melting away what did you guys think about the scroll wheel placement because i cannot (laughs) find a good way to use that thing no
1: i've never once thought to myself oh yeah now i need a scroll wheel and i'm happy that it's here like it's never happened to me in any way you know what i mean like i I, maybe it's just because the screen is so large and it's touchscreen. If I need to scroll, I'm just going to touch it with my finger and swipe. Like it's just—it seems more natural to me than trying to remember. Okay, where's that scroll wheel? That's kind of just weirdly placed. Well, like yeah. in first-person shooter mode, I
0: mean.
2: Even in oh, first-person yeah. shooter mode, it's it. I have to like disengage how I'm holding it and like move my hand right. to actually get to the scroll wheel. There's no, my finger, my index finger doesn't comfortably like land anywhere near where that scroll wheel is. It's just. Too far away. Is that your thumb? Yeah. It's just yeah. I use my thumb for it, but I don't like. But like, but like, you see how like my thumb is always like gripping the controller, right? Like I'm. That's what's holding it in place, and I can't move my thumb out without stopping the controller entirely. Like I have to plant the controller steady and then move my thumb to do the scroll wheel, which is not very it's not great because I have used scroll wheel on a mouse and FPS because I use it to like rotate weapons and stuff mm-hmm. or just M3, like the middle mouse click usually is for some other type of button that I macro to my mouse as it is just to have another button to easily work with. Um, and that has become a muscle memory that I enjoy having. Uh, so for me, a proper FPS mouse would need to have the scroll wheel in a way that works better. Again, if it transformed into like something that was close to a mouse, um, I probably would dig it a lot more
1: yeah it's uh me you know again i don't really play with a mouse and keyboard so it's like very unnatural for me and so i'm like a good test case in that just how it is for joe schmo you know and yeah for me i just i even in first person mode i don't really it doesn't feel natural to me and i'll tell you the right trigger like using that for like your reload button or whatever it is I have to reach to do that as well. And so I do like like Carrie was saying, I disengage from what I'm playing in order to reload, and that's not what I want to do. So I map that to my left bumper button instead. So I reload that way and that's that's a lot more natural
0: for me. There's a lot of travel for your thumb when you have this in front of you, and like if you're holding it in first person shooter mode and you have to bring your thumb up over top of that to pull the to pull the trigger that's way too far and yeah. i i can i can see getting people getting uh what's it rsi or repetitive stress injury or something just like mm. doing that over and over and over again um i don't what's uh i'm i'm happy that this has this as an option i wish that i liked it more than i do But I will probably never use first-person shooter mode again on this device. Mm -hmm. But I also, like Russ, I'm somebody who always plays my first-person shooters with a controller, which is why I don't play competitive uh, shooters anymore. I I always play first-person shooters with a controller. It's more comfortable for me. So I'm not the target audience for this. But the fact that you can take these off uh turns this into it's it's hard to believe but this is the most portable this is more portable than the steam deck this is more portable than the rog ally because i can take these controllers off and i can fit this in my backpack when otherwise i would not be able to fit my my um rog ally or my steam deck in the current backpack that i have not not in the compartment that I can fit this in because I can take the controllers off and it makes it way smaller it's yeah. just so much more portable
1: I do hope that like accessory manufacturers make a case that's just for the tablet part. Like it's just for this thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it'll cover the screen and maybe the buttons so you don't accidentally power it on in your backpack. But then you can throw your Joy-Cons wherever else. Because I'm not worried about these getting busted up. You know what I mean? It's more that I'm worried about this part. And so yeah, that would make it more portable just overall if if you are going to be using it kind of more like a tablet, I think.
0: Yeah, I like that idea of making it so that you can't accidentally turn it on because I I feel like I turn this on like all the time when I'm yeah. trying to put the right all of the Joy-Con time. back yeah. onto it. I accidentally turn it on. I'm like, no, stop it, you idiot. And I yeah. turn it back if you off. Look, if you look at it
1: funny, it turns on. Like, it's not like you press <laughs> it
0: and hold it like
1: the ROG ally. You just tap it and it goes on. Because I figured that out when I was trying to charge it. When you charge it when it's powered off it'll show you it'll flash for a moment and say oh you got 25 percent battery left and then that'll all turn off and you have no indication of how the battery is doing whether there's no led light to say oh we're done we're at 100 percent." so i thought okay let's just tap on the power button maybe like on an android device it'll tell you oh real quick oh yeah you're at 90 now nope it just full-on turns on like hey welcome to gaming i'm like i didn't want to do that you know and so yeah i wish that there was a longer delay in
0: pushing that power button oh i will say i was you know i was trying to do my battery tests yesterday and i had my rog ally sitting there charging and it was driving me crazy because these stupid leds on the stick just kept flashing at me and flashing at me <laughs> and flat and i was like will you stop flashing at me like does that happen to you where yeah, the sticks are just constantly like are they trying to tell me something is it telling me that it's full or something i don't know
1: it's just windows i think because i you know i have i have two allies <laughs> one is uh Permanently hooked up to my XG Mobile right now, and that's the Z1 non-extreme one because it can take mm-hmm. advantage of that GPU, and so it's like a good mix for me. And yeah, every once in a while, I'll just see like at the corner of my eye, like, "Why did you just turn on?" You know what I mean? And it's it's some sort of weird quirk. I don't know what's going on.
0: I I was waiting for Carrie to jump in and tell us why Windows <laughs> uh, was 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 not the issue or something, but that's fine.
2: Oh yeah, I mean it's never <laughs> Windows fault. It isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> uh, it, at this point it that's that's an Asus issue. Asus uh. does a bunch of stuff for you that doesn't even require you. it's like, all right, we're gonna update the BIOS now. You're like, well I didn't say anything, but I guess right. go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <that's laughs> go ahead true. and flash a critical component of the system. I hope that goes fine. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right, good point. All all right let's talk
0: Go ahead. Sorry no
2: that that's that's what i was gonna say is i don't have any particular answer on what asus is doing they're doing a bunch of stuff in the back end of everything like even when i try to force my own power schema just periodically asus will be like have this one instead And i'm like why did my performances go all (laughs) over the place like oh yeah because you push this high performance profile for no reason thanks asus (laughs) it's super helpful
0: all right let's talk about uh software um I have to say, you know, we you, you mentioned it, we're, we're talking about the ROGLI. Um, I like that software better. I'm not a fan of it, but I like like Legion Space. Holy cow, is bad. Uh, it's completely unfinished. It needs way more time to cook. Um, this button, uh, the left, the what they call it, Legion L. That button's mm-hmm. useless. It, it is it, like it's supposed to bring up the Legion Space. And then if you push it again, sometimes it will get rid of Legion space. But instead of right. going back to the game you're playing, it'll go back to the Windows desktop. So then you have to take your hand off of the controller and use the touch screen to get back into the game that you're playing. Uh, that That is terrible. That should be bring up the little side menu that is bound to the Legion R button. Yeah. Or if I want to open up and change i know that you have, can have shortcuts in order to change your power mode but i don't think of that and and mm-hmm. so I, I end up trying to do it on on here or open up and, and turn on like my monitoring system if i press it once opens it up i make a change and then i close it great right? and then the next time i hit it it opens up the other side and then like, oh, i don't want that so then i got to hit it two more times to get back right. to the menu that i wanted it should be this opens the left this opens the right and if i hold both of them for an extended period of time then open legion space which i would be fine if it was just completely uninstalled and i yeah. never use it again i thought that i would really want to use it because i don't like using windows in uh handheld form but on this size of a display i don't mind using windows what, what do you think about that russ
1: Uh, so I would rather them be select and start buttons because that's when I constantly impressing them because I'm trying to hit start and go into the pause menu. I would rather they are on the bottom left and as opposed to the start and select. Um, and yeah, the same thing. Like I, I've just memorized the the hotkeys at this point. So I just don't really get in there that often, but yeah, I've, I've just learned to press it three times if I want to get the actual menu I want. I've heard that Lenovo is aware of the, all these complaints and that they are going to be like working on a software update. I don't know if that means they're going to change around the functionality here, but if I could remap every button on this, like say it was like a Steam controller where I could remap everything, I would make those select and start and then I would move that stuff down to the bottom left.
0: That's just me though. Absolutely. And it seems like most of their problems are software problems, not a whole lot of uh, hardware issues. Um, Carrie, what do you think about those, uh, those buttons? Are you wishing that they were the start and select? Or, or are you happy with what they are?
1: Yeah,
2: no, uh, I, I agree with Ross. I, I said this in my video as well, that personally, my own preference for where my thumbs want to land for start and select are there. Um, when you're going and using so you, when you look at it from a user experience point of view, those buttons are not laid out well, like for the left one to bring up Legion space as you brought up. And then for it to toggle between both of them on the right side, makes zero sense whatsoever. Like whoever thought about that UX experience did a very poor job. But if you think about it through the lens of these joy cons come off and they're not attached to the system when you power the system on, how do you turn the joy cons on? Those are the power buttons for the joy con. You hold those Mm -hmm. buttons down to turn them on. Then that makes sense why you need that button there. I don't think it needs to be exactly there. It could be over somewhere else. So that start and select could be there. Um, but it, the, you don't need to... Lenovo needs to like, kind of back away and say, okay, that's a power button for the Joy-Con. We don't need to have it operate as some Legion Space operational button by default. Let's just focus on this being a Joy-Con power button instead. Uh, because it makes no sense when you don't have them powered on, you have no idea how to power them on because you press them, they'll do nothing. You have to hold them down to turn them on. Mm-hmm. So the whole user experience thing about how they design these things are just off. Uh, so for me, I think they just really need to just really, they should have re- rethink really used it first and kind of like came to an understanding of how people are going to be in, engaged with it. So I think from that initial like point of view, it's just designed wrong. And we all have to, like, kind of come to grips with working through that. Um, yeah. Otherwise, the the hotkey function for, like, Lenovo Space really just needs to be thought out. I agree with you that it could do that. But technically speaking, you could also just, you know, single press the right, uh, the right Dracons Legion Go button and then hold it to also be the toggle button for mm. left or right. It doesn't need to necessarily be on the left or the right to in- engage these things um th- there's a lot of way faster things to do it having said that the quick access menu that they made that has adopted a lot of the stylings from what steam os uh, and the steam deck has done i like it, it even like visually looks similar like in mm-hmm. how it's laid out so it from that respect um i would say that steam os has codified like a foundational understanding of how this should be done. Uh, but this is also, the on the negative side of this, when we're looking at this, Microsoft really needs to go way faster here in terms of coming to grips that if Windows PC handhelds are going to be a thing and going into the future, Microsoft on Windows needs to recognize handheld PC gaming as an actual thing and like get in front of this because the more layers that all like Asus, Lenovo and all these other companies start doing all their own things, the further, the more work that Microsoft is going to have to do to kind of pull this back into a uh, foundational kind of like, this is how it's done. Don't even do any of your own crap anymore because we're going to handle it. We'll be your front end. We'll do all this. Um, but I can understand why they wouldn't do that, uh, specifically because, like, you look at Legion Go, and their third-party store for selling you games is front and center. It's, like, yeah. like just below the fold, right? Like, you can still see it, but it's, like, right in front of your eyeline. So uh, Lenovo is making some affiliate money from anyone that's going to be buying mm-hmm. games. You'll still get the Steam code for it, and it's still going on Steam, but you'll be buying through those third-party websites, not going to Steam, so that Lenovo can make that money. Asus has it as well, but they tuck it away far away, like you mm-hmm. would like n- not even see it if you weren't even like looking for it. Um so I don't know, it's an interesting it's an interesting design. um but yeah, there's a bunch going on there that we have to talk about.
0: I feel yeah. like if if Microsoft did what you were ch- talking about, carrie it w- might kind of head some of that uh game store stuff off at the pass. Like if yeah. if Microsoft said, this is the hand, Windows handheld PC UI and uh, just adopt it and your lives will be easier uh, hardware manufacturers, then the hardware manufacturers might be less likely to try and solve the problem. Like what I feel like is happening with the Legion Go and that game store is they were like, all right, we're trying to solve the problem that Windows isn't great without a mouse and keyboard well while we're at it let's also uh do this affiliate link store right and i don't think that that maybe it would have crossed their minds because you know money uh but if it was just hey you turn on windows and you select that this is a, a video game tablet and it has a different ui maybe these companies wouldn't bother with all that stuff
1: and honestly microsoft could just do an affiliate program of their own exactly like, even if yeah. it's yeah. like one or two percent you know what i mean like it's it'll probably be transparent for the user and then they'll it'll incentivize the company to basically use their store more and yeah. microsoft's going to profit profit as a result you know and so right now they're making zero money off of the uh Lenova legion go store right and so yeah. any money is going to be a bonus for microsoft at that point
2: yeah yeah, if they if they just made it, it's like, look, if you're a Lenovo and we know you're Lenovo, anything that you send on through to whichever store will be the affiliate for it, but we're going to give you money, Lenovo. We'll take a little bit for ourselves, but we're going to handle the whole kibosh. Like, right. we'll do everything. We'll do Microsoft Store, wherever, Epic Games. We'll handle all of the third-party nonsense. You just have to make the thing, and we'll just, like, give you a tag. Like, we understand that this is your thing. But that's a problem, right? That's a problem that Microsoft now has to include because because they did not get in front of this fast enough, all of these companies that are making their own stores and their own stuff are now getting a hundred percent of that. And where are they going to be other, you know, it's, it's a tough situation that how do they kind of, how do they get the horse back in the barn after it's already left?
0: Right. That's true. Um, you know, focusing back on the, the menus, uh, I don't know if you guys run into this, but like, if I bring up that right hand panel, and I want to adjust my my TDP or uh, what my on-screen display of my metrics are, and I want to use the, the D-pad and the buttons for that. Sometimes I'm inputting, my inputs go into the game and they go into, and this is something I didn't notice on the first day, which is why I didn't talk about it in my first video. It goes into the game and into that input at the same time so when I'm playing and changing these things outside of the game, it's sending my inputs through, and right. that is incredibly
1: frustrating. It,
0: Russ, I see you nodding. That's, that's happening to you too?
1: Absolutely. So I've just learned to just use the touch. Like when I bring it up, I just use my fingers to actually adjust everything, and then i got to wipe all the smudges off. Another thing actually <laughs> I like about it, though, is that, and I don't know, I, I just haven't noticed this with other handheld PCs, Windows-based ones, is you can swipe up at any time, and it'll bring up your desktop. And so that's what I do. I mm-hmm. swipe up if I need to close out an app or whatever, especially when I'm doing emulation and whatnot, if I haven't bound the hotkeys or maybe it doesn't work, uh, I can just swipe up and then hold onto the app in the menu bar and then just close it right then and there. And so you can basically kill the apps like that. And I found that to be very convenient, something that I really wasn't expecting. It's it's very familiar to me. It feels like an iPad in that way where yeah. you just kind of swipe up to kind of get out of there, get back to the desktop, close out whatever you need. And so I've really enjoyed that. And I don't know if that's something specific to the Lenovo or just they configured Windows correctly in that regard because I don't ever that's, see that with like the Ally or anything else.
2: Yeah, it's only on the – it's it, it, the Ally has it. The Ally has it as and Le, 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 the Go has it. But those mm-hmm.
1: are the only two that have it. Uh,
2: no other device has that yeah i I think the
0: reason is because the touch targets on the asus on the rog ally are so much smaller Mm. that it's not convenient to do so your brain says i'm not gonna bother um because this screen it was 8.8 inches the touch targets are nice and big and easy to hit i don't even mind bringing up the keyboard and looking for something and actually i don't know if people know this or not it's uh did the Windows on screen keyboard is a swipe keyboard. So you don't have to go tap, tap, tap. You can just go, <laughs> you know, draw with your finger and it writes words, which yeah. makes it much faster if you want to like do a quick search. Like I, when we were talking about benchmarking stuff and mm. Carrie was like, Cap Frame X or whatever is the software. So I like brought that up on my Legion Go and I took and it went searching for it. Uh, much better experience because the screen is so big yeah, yeah. I, I i'm very big fan of that
1: that's a good point and part of that too is probably that the armory crate works so well that i can just make i make a little quick menu item to kill an app so i can just tap that go into yeah. there and it's very fast and so i never really mm-hmm. think about needing to swipe because the software actually works and so that's just another point in either favor basically
2: Yeah, that, it's that super whole...
0: responsive too mm-hmm.
2: that thing is really interesting and um uh... Everyone is handling that a little bit differently. I have to actually take a look and see how uh, Asus and Lenovo handle it. But um, if you look at it like how Aya, uh, Aya Space 2 does it, um, if as long as you use their um, front-end manager to launch a game, you are technically launching a game under the uh ace uh IA space 2 application itself so when you kill the app it's actually killing the instance of the launch of the game through the ispace 2 which is instantaneous but if you launch a game outside of ispace 2 and then try to use their kill app it doesn't work at all right so there's that 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 hierarchy of where the the process id is located and what is the parent process id to instantly close it so again these are things that Microsoft needs to fix um, and make it a lot better, especially for a device that doesn't have a keyboard and mouse. Because as far as Windows is concerned, it's just like, just do Alt F4. It's like, how <laughs> how do I do that with this device? Um, right. And yeah, so it, this is like, again, there's just a bunch of work of like how they have to get there. Um, and seeing all these different companies implement their own solution to it but they're all kind of kludgy in in a certain way how asus does it is is a little bit better the one thing that is interesting that asus does on armory crate versus uh legion space is that legion space seemed to only populate games after i played them in their front end manager whereas asus kind of um will scan directories for other things and pre-populate it in a thing even if you haven't launched it yet so it does a better job in that regard. But then again, ROG Ally has been out for a long enough time where they've been able to refine right. a lot of the things. So it's a little bit unfair to compare today ROG Ally to today Legion Space because it just looks like worlds apart. Right? Like, there's just leagues difference between the yeah. two in terms of functionality and how well they, they operate. Um, yeah. I, I I mean, I just... I don't know. I really wish that they just made a landscape VRR display. It really cheeses me that they use the mippy based display. It That cheeses me off to no end.
0: He's cheesed off, people. He's cheesed <laughs> off. Let us know in the comments if you're cheesed off about the landscape. Carrie, in not uh, four minutes, you know, just in a short amount of time, can you explain why you care <laughs> so much about the fact that it's a portrait display? Because... I just don't. I just don't care. It doesn't bother <laughs> me. I'm sure that it should bother me, but it doesn't bother me. So tell me why I need to care.
2: All right. So very briefly and as quickly as I possibly can, uh, portrait based screens insofar as how Windows handles everything since Windows version 1809. So this is still Windows 10. Uh, if you do winver, if you do start uh, uh, win r and then just type winver. You'll see the Windows version that you're on. We should all be on like 11 22 uh, H2 at this point. But since 1809 in Windows 10, that is when Windows started forcing their compositor on everything. So desktop's Windows Manager, uh, Windows Manager. if you think of GameScope on SteamOS being the compositor for mm-hmm. SteamOS, DWM is now the compositor for everything on Windows. That means that even when you say exclusive full-screen mode on a game, it's not actually exclusive full-screen mode. There's a shim in there that it's actually going through desktop Windows Manager. They did all that so that tablet type of functionality works better on windows. So effectively, you always have a window on front of your thing. This means that even for modern games, when it does the rotation part, it's interpolating the result. So on some uh, screens, if you were to do exclusive full screen mode versus uh, interpolated on DWM, all of a sudden, it's all blurry. And that's going to be one of the things that I'm going to showcase in the the bigger thing of why that sucks. Uh, So that's number one is that uh from the rotation it's going to there are some things even at lower resolutions that will be uh, a blurry mess because of how it's interpolated uh number 2 uh there are a number of games not just old games that will be funky. And I showed Red Dead Redemption 2 in my video. If you try to do full screen mode with the Vulkan API, it's just going to push the game into this like weird little quadrant that you can no longer see any of the display stuff. So as a user experience, that sucks. And that's a modern game that sucks on a portrait based display. That's discounting everything on old games yes there are ways to fix all of these problems every one of these can be fixed but that's because i know how to fix them and it's easy enough for me to fix them but i doubt it's easy enough for everyone else to fix them so i have to make videos and then even when i do people still don't understand what they have to do so there is a large disconnect of all these things that if they just had a landscape native display none of this would be a problem and i knew all that i
0: just wanted you to say all that because i watched your video when you talked about this this stuff and the red dead redemption down in the bottom corner i just i guess i don't have any games that i that 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 ever happens to me yeah so it's always just not something that i think about um but yeah Yeah. it would be nice if this were not a portrait uh, a portrait display or if windows would stop trying to do what what like that what they're doing since eighteen oh oh nine or whatever
2: so there there is a small reason why they want to do this and i want to kind of make this clear and i'll, I'll explain this in the video that i'm going to do is that if you are actually to disable full screen optimizations effectively removing dwm from this component and we're going to do exclusive full screen mode that means the game is now in charge of the frame buffer and windows is no longer involved with that at all there is a small performance improvement from doing this however because the game is actually the thing that is driving the display at this point if you were to go into a game and say hey uh, you know i want to try a uh, uh, 16 by 9 resolution and the resolution because it's a maybe based display and is really rigid on the types of uh, syncs and resolutions it supported now you have a black screen you have a black screen and nothing you can do about it because you oh, forced okay. exclusive full screen mode so this is where a keyboard and mouse would be really helpful at that point in time <laughs> but because yeah. you don't have it everything gets really sucky really fast and this is like people saying Windows sucks and it's like ah, it, does. <laughs> it doesn't it Just does. don't do things <laughs> Don't do things that you shouldn't be doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, speaking of Windows, one other thing I have to make a comment on is just the whole driver's issue with this device, right? Like, so oh, yeah. you can only use OEM driver, like the drivers that came with Lenovo Legion Go, right? And they are older drivers, like it's like pre-Starfield update drivers, basically. Yeah. And you can force others in there, right? And you can use like the more modern ones with adrenaline and stuff like that but it's going to break other factors. And so I'm just kind of annoyed by this whole thing. Like Nintendo Switch emulation on this thing sucks way more than it should. Like it sucks more than way like way more than the ROG Ally and it's just I think it's a drivers thing because I can't figure out any other thing to actually make it perform the way I think it would. You can't play Super Mario Odyssey on this thing in docked mode at native resolution. It runs at like 35 frames per second and I have no idea why. So wow. Yeah. It's one of those things that's really annoying to me. It's just the driver's thing. And Kerry brought up a great issue, too, in his video where it's like, the if you're going to be using any AMD external GPUs, like the GPD-G1, you have to use the new drivers, but it's going to break everything else when you're using handheld mode. So you have to swap between AMD drivers if you want to use the eGPU and then handheld mode and switch between the two. Just annoying.
0: Yeah. And you know, Carrie was like, Yeah, there's there's solutions out there, but the average consumer should not have to think about this stuff. Like they should be able to, you know, go and buy a thing and then play a game and not have to think about it. And there's gonna I I always get people who get mad at me in the comments. They're like, Well, don't you don't wanna learn something? I'm like, okay, but I wanna I wanna have fun. I wanna sit down and I wanna play a game. And i don't want to have to fight the technology in order to do what i want to do and i grew up knowing how all of this stuff works but now i just want to sit down and play a game and i don't want to have to worry about oh man i bought this, this this is an amd thing right and that that uh external gpu is an amd thing it ought to just work. Like, <laughs> it works that's worse. how most people would think. In fact, most people wouldn't even think about it being an AMD thing. Like, they would just say, oh, an external GPU. What's that do? It makes my games run faster. I'm going to buy one of those things and plug it in. And then <laughs> yeah. they can't use it. Like, that's, yeah. that's not a yeah. good experience. And that's the kind of thing that these handheld PCs, they just don't take care of that very well.
2: Yeah. Um, the Z1E portion of this really is the, the, the part. So this is effectively AMD's problem that they have mm-hmm. created for themselves. Um, perhaps this is a cost thing um, that they have erected because the Z1E is effectively a 7840U minus the AI cores. And now we know minus the uh, latest adrenaline drivers because both Lenovo and Asus still have to provide their own uh, and you have to wait for them to update them for you. So it's very much like how Steam Deck, uh, you have to wait for the new latest Windows drivers. And those right. Windows drivers for Steam Deck on Windows are like age old at this point. So it's like it it, it is not a – the Steam Deck is not a good Windows PC gaming handle for a lot of reasons. Uh, but that's one of them is just how long it takes to get latest drivers. Um,
1: it's just not worth it. Yeah, there's a weird – There's a weird, like, kind of paradigm to it. Like, so, for example, if you go on Reddit and you go on, like, the Lenovo Legion Go subreddit, there are people who have figured out that from the Chinese website, you can get new OEM drivers and you can install those. And they just haven't been updated on the American side or the, the Western side yet. I I don't want to really show that in a video because it's a very temporary solution that'll be great for about a week. But then two weeks later, when somebody's watching my video, they're gonna be like, "Where are these mysterious Chinese drivers?" And it's <laughs> it's one of those where we 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 can't show too much because it's just gonna age like you know sour milk at that point. And yeah. so it's really hard to. Uh, find that balance between the user experience making it really good without diving into the details and whatnot and like you, you mentioned bill it's like i just want to turn the thing on and it work like i know that we were making fun of like the asus like just updating the bios for you without your permission or whatever but i kind of i just roll with it you know i know that people are like oh there's a degradation here and there or whatever i'm like uh eh. I'm just going to keep going and they're, they're at some point they'll get it right and i'll just keep going with it you know that's that's the kind of consumer perspective i have when playing the rog ally and so that's just kind of what i present uh even though there is a rabbit hole there that i'm j- always tempted to go down and see if i can make it better
2: i you know the one thing i love about the asus rog ally um even though it is uh decidedly less performant than most other 7840u devices out there i don't care I don't care because it is the only one with a native landscape VRR display, and that mm. VRR display hides a bunch of stuff that would be uh, a thing that I would notice on a non-VRR display. And it just it smooths out everything uh, so well that I don't care. I really don't care what it's doing. I just I prefer playing on the ASUS ROG Ally for a number of reasons, but that VRR display um, is a big one. Uh, but there are a lot of people that really have some big, big hangups on how it destroys micro SD cards. And that's just like a gamble. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a weird thing there. And I it's, uh, I don't know, I still would recommend the ROG Ally in a lot of cases, even though with the caveats, like, just, you know, never use a micro SD card on it. That's the only thing I right. tell you. With 100% certainty, you are only going to use the SSD on there. So upgrade that. Don't worry about anything else. And just go on with your life.
1: Yeah. It's funny. Well, I watched a... Uh, there was an AMA um, from Lenovo talking about Allegiant Go, and a lot of people were asking about the VRR thing because, you know, the initial leaked video showed VRR in the graphics, and then they just removed that by the time they made any official announcement. So they were kind of defensive. They're like, hey, we never said VRR. That was just from a leaked video, right? And so, like, okay, whatever. Leaked. but right and the thing is that they, they went on to defend why 144 hertz non VRR is better basically and they, they attributed it to late, and there was a lot of stuff I didn't understand but they attributed it to latency basically that they can get a faster refresh rate which is going to allow you to get better accuracy when playing like a first person shooter game that that kind of high end stuff and I was like I kept thinking like the way that Carrie thinks about it is like I would rather have a smoother experience with ninety nine percent of my games than have an excellent experience with that one percent of games where people really want it. Like that's just not the target for me. I don't want to play Valorant on this thing, you know. And so uh, I I just don't think I'm the right target audience for it. There's some people who are going to benefit from that one hundred forty four hertz, but like with Carrie saying, I'd rather have VRR, make it one hundred twenty. It's fine, you know. It's I would rather have that.
0: Yeah, I play most of my games at sixty anyway. 60 or sub 60 i i want to play them at can definitely yeah yeah it (laughs) it can go higher you know it can it can go higher than that and absolutely you will be running you know uh, i don't know celeste at uh 144 hertz no problem Mm -hmm. or i guess i'm guessing i don't know i haven't tried it that one Um, counts 60 but like hades is a good example sure okay Mm -hmm. some some lower spec game that you're playing you're gonna be playing that at 144 hertz it's gonna look freaking great that's awesome but for the most part the games that i'm playing on this thing they're not hitting 144 no. hertz so right. i usually and people are going <laughs> to yell at me they're going to be like bill don't do that i throw on v-sync at 60 hertz and i just say i don't care or i go into the, the little button and i set it to 60 hertz and i don't care and i'm fine with that because i prefer to have a stable frame rate over a high frame rate any day of the week. Now, the, I remember reading the same thing that you were talking about, Russ, where he's like, this is why it's better. And this is, you know, you get this frame this much sooner or whatever. And most of it just went over my head. And to be honest, if you, if I think that if you put this screen and a, a VRR screen of the, you know, like the ROG ally, but of the same size, In front of 98% of people and you had one that was VRR and one that was 144 Hertz and you said I'm gonna give you a thousand dollars if you can tell me the difference most people would not be able to tell most people would just be like I don't know they both look nice and that's when they're side by side when they're not side by side it definitely doesn't matter, at least to me. And people can yell at me all they want about that, but I think that it's just not nearly as important as everybody thinks.
2: Um, mm. So I, uh, there are a few things that I want to talk about here. Um, one is that one thing that I didn't know that I would appreciate as much as I did is that, uh, and this is even true on the GPD Win Mini uh, because that does not have VRR as well. It just has a 120 hertz portrait based screen, and I was like, oh man, this is going to be rough, and the thing to that i did not think that i was going to be aware of was that i can detect frame tearing when i disable free, uh vsync i don't like vsync at all it just adds too much latency for me i can feel the latency but the frame tearing at a high frame rate my eyes don't lock onto it as much because it's updating so fast uh that I become less at sixty hertz, you can see frame tearing and it just like juts out to you like it yeah. like, sticks in your in your eye like a like a nail but when it <laughs> when the screen's updating so fast that it's just like a it's like a flash, I don't have enough time to like look at it and it's gone by the time my eyes look at it so there is there is a bit of a thing in there where if you just run at a super high frame rate and just allow frame tearing, I don't mind it as much um having said that. The nice thing about the VRR display on the Asus ROG Ally is that it even has LFC, low frame rate compensation, down to 24 FPS. And one of the better things that I like about the Asus ROG Ally is that you could just say, screw it. I want you to only run at 16-watt TDP. You have a 16-watt TDP cap. I don't care if you're not going to get the best performance compared to other stuff. Screw it. You have 16 watts. Figure it out as best as you can. That display will take care of everything else. The frame rate will fluctuate down to 24 to 72 and it's just going to be fine. Like, I'm looking at it, and it'll just be playable. And that low front, uh, even the low frame rate compensation down to, like, 24 FPS still looks really good. And that's one thing that the ROG Ally does have in favor of it. And that's why I would say VRR is better in that one respect, as opposed to just, you know, letting 144 hertz and the frame tearing kind of, like, even itself out in terms of how you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, but overall, and I'll, I'll end this right here, is that Having a fast refresh rate and just turning VSync off doesn't bother me as much as having 60 uh, uh, 60 hertz and no no VSync. That is far worse. So I feel like if you had like a 500 hertz display and no VSync, I feel like the screen would be updating so rapidly fast that I don't know if you'd actually be able to see the frame the the frame tearing. Hmm. In any like real capacity, it would just be like smooth, effectively like you're just brute forcing. It's like a brute force VRR type of situation, right? You're overcoming
1: um, like human limitations at that
2: point. <laughs> yeah, you're just just gunning the the refresh rate on the on the screen. You're just <laughs> rapidly doing it so that your eyes just don't notice. Right. Uh, I feel like I've never seen a 500 hertz display, but I feel like to my gut, seeing 120 hertz and hundred uh, 120 hertz, 144 hertz with no VSync is i can detect frame frame tearing but i don't care as much at Mm. lower hertz uh and there is value to that
0: yeah uh well well, let's talk about the resolution um this thing goes uh is it 2560 by 1600 because it's a 16 by 10 display um i like when when uh when it got announced a lot of people were like well that that resolution is overkill uh because it's a handheld, and I'm not sure if it's overkill or not. Most of the time, I have been running it at 800p anyway, which in Windows looks like hot garbage on a stick. It's all super blurry looking, but once you boot into a game, looks fine, um, except for like in the menus. Uh, but but like when you're actually playing a game, I don't really run into too many issues with there. What resolution are you guys generally? aiming for when you are playing on this thing russ
1: uh so i am when i'm doing emulation i just keep it at 1600 and uh that's actually been great because you know 1600 is basically 1440p gaming but then it's taller and so that's where that 1600 Mm -hmm. comes in basically and that's how it works so like you can upscale, for example, Wii U games to 1440p using just the 15 watt TDP profile and they play at full speed and like playing like New Super Mario Brothers U on it at 1440p on an 8.8 screen is amazing. Like it's, it's incredible, you know, and so that's really nice. So I've been doing that. Now, when it comes to PC gaming, yeah, I usually will dip down to 1200 or 800. The thing is. 800 is supposed to be the best one because you're supposed to be able to do integer scaling. like You're supposed to be able to double up those pixels directly into the 1600 or quadruple it up, however that works. But it's uh, it's a it's a feature that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Typically, what you're supposed to do is use it within the Adrenaline app, which is not available because of the driver issue, right? So you can't actually turn that on within the Adrenaline app. Plus there's another weird thing, either with AMD or with Windows, where it's supposed to only work with external displays, not with internal ones. So there's other trickery that has to happen to make integer scaling work. And I personally haven't gotten it to work yet, and in any handheld. And so that's one of those things where I hope at some point, Lenovo can kind of implement that 1600 resolution or integer scaling with an 800p resolution. Because I think that's going to make things a lot sharper looking at 800p. And that's what I really want to see. But I just can't figure it out yet. I don't know if, Carrie, you got some sort of insights on that.
2: Yeah. Um, so uh, this is something that you have to hack in. Um, and I just wait for Cypheray, who's like uh, the main guy in like, GPD like in tool section. He does a lot of his own tooling. And a lot of the stuff that he does is all, like, batch command line stuff. This is, like, the most hardcore. (laughs) Like, it's the most ridiculous way to make an app is using, like, Windows batch, like, DOS commands, like, to do everything. (laughs) Because... There's nothing that you need to do, so there's no PowerShell. With PowerShell, you need to um, have a execute uh, policy, like you'd have mm-hmm. to like elevate the policy to actually run PowerShell stuff, right. which is like a user step that makes things kind of kludgy, But because he's doing everything in like a DOS batch thing, there is nothing that you have to do, so everything just works. And the other nice thing is that everything that he's doing, uh, it will run and then self execute itself. So there is no uh, system performance thing. There's not like an application that's running and it's just like taking up like one percent or whatever percent of your. The computer's resources, his stuff just executes and it's finished. Uh, so it's a very very uh, super nerdy uh, type of way to handle stuff but he has figured it out on the Win 4 and the GPU winmax 2 so you can actually force integer scaling. Uh, the problem is an AMD one. Um, so AMD even on AMD laptops won't allow you to enable integer scaling on uh, an internal display for any mobile AMD thing <sighs> at all. You can enable it if you were to export that to an external display easily and then it'll show up on amd adrenaline so basically what cypher is doing is some trickery to force amd adrenaline to think that it's actually doing it and will force integer scaling on the internal display and then you can do 800p and it'll integer scale up uh quite nicely um so yes yeah that's
0: where we are so as somebody who doesn't usually give a damn about this kind of thing i Uh, I'm a little out of my depth here. And so I thought that that's what RSR was supposed to be doing, Mm. which is like that's AMD's upscaling stuff for games Mm -hmm. that don't have upscaling. Right. So what what the hell is RSR supposed to do? like if that's not scaling things up? If I'm running, here's my understanding. I'm running in a game at 800 P. My resolution is double that. Mm -hmm. So just double all of the pixels and it should look not blurry am i wrong about that a little bit <laughs> well then then it's poorly named we had this uh, argument so... the other day in discord about about the efficiency uh thing for windows too <laughs>
2: yeah uh so uh rsr is effectively doing uh fsr1 and fsr1 mm-hmm. one is a very simple software upscaling uh a very simple it's an upscaling Technology that AMD had developed that can apply to any game, and you it will take a smaller thing and then do it and detect edges and like do all this other stuff so that it can at least upscale in a, in a nicer way in so far as it being not so taxing. The problem with RSR is that because it's FSR one, it does actually uh, devour some compute, uh, so you'll get slightly worse performance while using it. Uh, whereas integer scaling really won't and it'll just be a very clean output that is technically far better uh, so but the the thing with integer scaling is it needs to it, it needs to scale into something that it can right you can't integer scale something that's smaller into something that won't fit into it by doubling up like making right. two by two into four by four um it needs to be an exact for integer scaling to work correctly so that's the only caveat for integer scaling but when we have a sixteen by ten, sixteen hundred display, uh, you, or even it was fourteen forty, right? You say, well, if I can do seven twenty and go to integer scaling to fourteen forty, or I can do eight hundred and integer scale into sixteen hundred, that is without a doubt the much better way. It's uh, cleaner and way less performant, uh, 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 taxing. You mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, More so, performant. Yeah, yeah. So it, you're okay. not going to get a, a tax. There's not as heavy of a tax as FSR RSR does. Um, I remove RSR when I'm doing all of my benchmarks, uh, just because it will. It's any upscaling technology, no matter what it is. I don't care what it is. FSR two, FSR one, DLSS. All of these things are rudiment. They're like a, a middle layer that is evolving. So there are newer ones that are coming out. So any type of benchmark that you're doing that involves any of these upscaling techs, you are fudging your numbers in a non in like a almost arbitrary way. Uh, that if anyone else was to try to do your exact experiment a month or so later, like it's like, oh, I did mine on FSR2. Well, FSR2 2.1 is out right now. And it's like, well, all those benchmarks I did were worthless. So I always do native resolution, no RSR, no FSR1, no FSR2, just because that is always going to give you a much cleaner uh, end result. But yet yeah, to what um, Russ was saying, scaling should, it, it really should just be there, but uh, it's not going to be there because, a- because of AMD, just an AMD thing. It sucks because it's like the golden goose.
1: Like, I feel like, especially with this particular panel at 1600p and, you know, 1440p, like those just make a lot of sense. It's like the analog pocket, basically. That is a 10x integer scale of the original Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Right. And when you boot up those games, it is so crisp and clear. And you're like, okay, now I see why I paid $240 for this thing or whatever they cost. And that's we have the potential for it right here and the software and the manufacturers are the one that are limiting that. And it just, it's kind of a bummer. And so I do hope that Cyphera's tools, like somebody takes that and implemented it in a user experience level where they can just kind of implement that. That'd be amazing.
2: Yeah. He, he did just buy a go and he gave me his latest uh, TDP one. And he was like, try out these things. I added some sub resolutions that can try. So it should fix up soul reaver. And I was like, we'll
0: do. So yeah,
2: (laughs) Cypher's on the case. He's already fixing up the go with, with
0: his tools awesome um what else do you guys want to talk about for the go before uh before we wrap up because i think we hit most stuff but is there any any little nitpicks that you guys want to talk about at the before we uh move on into the wild blue yonder or whatever
2: i think the only thing that i want to talk about a little bit is that um i really wish that they made the joy con snap on snap off as satisfying as uh the switches the switches the switches like, putting the Joy-Cons on, those things never get, I am, like, always jazzed, like, there's, like, some dopamine hit in my head like, when I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah! "Yeah." (laughs) that that That's great, that, like, especially when the OS for, like, the Switch or whatever game it goes, like, give you that feedback, I'm like, yeah! That's, (laughs) that is, yeah! I feel like the whole, like, putting it back in, and it, like, kind of, like, kludgy goes back in, and then you're, like, and then you turn off the device because of how you're trying to push it back (laughs) on, you know, like, Ah, that felt gross. <laughs> like, I just wish that was better.
1: Yeah, every time I, like, put it in and then I have to, like, shake it a bit and be like, did I put it in? Like, I do that yeah. every single time. And so, yeah, it's not very satisfying. The Pimax Portal is another one. If someone has magnetic Joy-Cons, those are very satisfying as well. But uh, this one is sturdier. I feel like this is sturdier than the Switch and definitely the Pimax Portal. And so I do like that feeling. But,
0: yeah, I wish it was just a little bit more satisfying, like you said. Yeah,
2: Yeah, they got to add something
0: there when i when i push on it i don't feel like i'm i like with the switch as you i i don't know if this is because my like the switch is older you know uh, although i have the oled switch now and i i that's not nearly as old it's just always docked though um but i felt like when i first got the switch it didn't feel too wobbly and then as time went on and you you know switch right. these switch them you know you take the joy cons on and off a bunch of times you know it kind of gets worn out over time this feels super solid like yeah. i don't feel like they're going anywhere yeah um, i had a okay oh, go, go ahead
1: i was gonna say i had the one x player two that's the one that also had detachable joy cons and mini pc and or a handheld pc and that one i described it as being creaky You know, because it would just like, Mm -hmm. "Eh, eh, eh," as I moved it and stuff. And so this one doesn't have that feeling. I love that.
0: Although taking them off, sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm pushing the button and I'm like, okay, you just kind of got the, you got to pull, you got to get the angle right when you're pulling. And if you don't get the angle right, it feels like it's not straight down and it's not out. It's like diagonally away. Mm -hmm. And like, they're easy to take off. They don't come off by accident, which is great. But putting them back on,
2: yeah, just, good gravy,
0: I'm always, like, putting too much pressure on it.
2: There's that click that, like, sometimes doesn't happen when you're pushing it back in. And mm-hmm. sometimes, like, did, did that did that go in? Mm. Like, you're looking at it. So there's that satisfaction that is, like, completely missing from it. So that's one nitpick that I have that they are not as satisfying as the Switch Joy-Cons are. Um, even though they operate just fine. It'll be interesting to see in, like, a year's time when, like thousands of people are using these to see how durable this, this thing is. Cause we're looking at it from like day one. So I'm yeah. very interested to see how this is going to go into like a year. Is this going to be like a micro SD card issue where everyone's just like, bloop, just like they just disintegrate. <laughs> like, look at this, it's just falling apart all the time. Right. Um, so that's going to be an interesting thing to see uh, how these
0: track over, over time. You're playing, you're playing a game and the middle <laughs> part just falls out and breaks your foot. Cause it's two pounds.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Whoopsie-doodle. Uh, yeah, whoopsie-doodle. Um, <laughs> would you guys want a middle part to put these back together for, like, like the Switch has that, that the Joy-Con grip? Would you want that? Or I feel like they're pretty comfortable just there's, holding them separately. So there's a, a Twitter handle, I, uh, Lenovo Legion Go handheld or something. Um, yeah, I saw I saw that he's working on that. Yeah, so he had, a, he had
2: one, like, there's, like, <laughs> screws in the middle of it, so yeah, I don't know yeah. how, like... <laughs> how how well this is working just yet cuz it seemed like he's like like mating it together and like putting it together so it's not as nice as like the dog the dog controller is for the switch hmm. um but yeah I saw him working on something like that so I feel like it's a, it's only a matter of time before there's some like 3D printed f- open source file that people are going to develop for it uh that you can print your own thing having said that no I don't care <laughs> I don't I don't I don't want that yeah. uh, I will say um, one of the things that I do like uh, as a having this and having it work so well is that low key this is a fantastic device to use on a treadmill because you can just put the tablet portion oh. and then you're just walking with the joy cons in your hand and not having to move i did that with the switch a few times and i was like man if this was just on a pc gaming hand i could be playing way more better you know i could be playing games that i want to play instead of like just the few games that are on the switch that i want to play um so that is uh you know a use case that's actually pretty cool um it's a a real nice
1: way to pass the time on the yeah. you you brought that up in your video and i was like man now i kind of want a treadmill you know like i have a stationary (laughs) bike but that's not something i'm going to be flailing around you know while using it so yeah if
2: you're just like (laughs) like doing like a you know decent walk and you're just you know your hands are comfortably in their way and you can just play it's actually it's actually nice
1: yeah
0: i have a treadmill and what i like to do is i put it at the i don't run on it because my knees and my back are a disaster and the doctor specifically said don't run anymore <laughs> i was like okay so i set the treadmill at like a really high incline and i just walk uphill yeah you know and usually i watch tv and there's been a couple of times where i've brought my switch because i have a tv in there i brought my switch down and i you know like i had an extra dock and i put it in there and i tried playing a game while i was walking and my brain just can't do it. I like I can't. I just couldn't do it. And maybe if it was like a, like a very very simple kind of game, maybe. But I just don't find those to be all that inter- interesting. What what games are you looking to play on your treadmill, carry?
2: So I, I want to just because there is a thing where I can sort of agree with you. I have tried playing on a treadmill with a, just like an actual controller in my hand, like while I was walking. And when I use a controller in my hand like that, like a Xbox controller, I always found myself like walking to the side and (laughs) I'll have to like, and, but I don't have that when I have joy cons and my hands are just normally swinging. I don't Mm -hmm. have that. Um, and I would just play like, like 3d adventure games, like just regular games, nothing that was like too crazy, but when my hands were allowed to swing properly, I would balance myself. Hmm. better i uh, like if the tablet's right in front of me i don't have any swaying problem but i have had problems where i tried bringing uh like my win 2 and stuff and i had like a controller and i was just like (laughs) like whoa (laughs) this isn't working um that that
0: happened to me when i was playing or when i was watching empire strikes back and luke was flying underneath the the ad at (laughs) when he tilted left i just my brain i just (laughs) went right over i almost fell (laughs)
1: oh man it'd be a funny news article
0: yeah. Man, Man pulls back. Staff, right. Passers by heard loud scream. That's <laughs> right. Of Ooh, back. <laughs> uh well, I guess that's it. Oh, you know what? Last thing, kicks uh, two 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 more things. Kickstand and USB C ports. Um boy, I wish the USB C ports were both on the top. Like, there's no good reason to have this on the bottom unless they're gonna sell a separate dock that has that that spot right there, so I can slide it down and not have to do the kludgy you know, wire going up the back like we do on the Steam Deck. I just wish that both of the both of the ports were on on the top. Um, am I wrong about that? So the bottom port, I
2: was always thinking, I was like, well, if they were going to put that that uh, surface like keyboard, I guess they could just like slot it into that bottom USB C port uh, oh,
0: as like okay. uh,
2: where I was going to go into. So I I think from that angle, like the docking uh attaching other accessories that's where you should be looking at it through that angle um but you you are right like whenever i had like the egb solution putting it on top is better because i always have the kickstand out and the USB-C doesn't work with the kick like you can't right. plug anything yeah. in uh only things on the top can get plugged in so i think there's value from some angle there i'm glad it's there i'm fine with it uh, I, at the very least i'm glad there's two of them right yeah. Um. And both of them are full USB-C4, which is awesome. Yes, that is um, awesome. Yeah, so I, I mean, I I take it where
1: I can get it. So I yeah. get where
2: you're coming from, but yeah,
1: I'm fine with it. I don't mind it on the bottom uh, because when I'm like playing my desk, I can then snake the c- the cable up underneath the desk and then into it from the bottom. And then I play like that. You know what I mean? So it's charging and I'm playing. And so that's a nice experience instead of having to go up and around my desk and then oh. into it from the top.
0: So I do like that part. That's about it i forgot about that charging and playing so when you're so when you plug it in it has that uh pass-through mode right where it's not running off the battery at all it's not charging uh but what's happening is you're playing and uh, the all the electricity is just skipping skipping your battery completely and just running the system which is cool but i would like it If I had the option to say, oh, actually, you know, I'm playing something that's pretty low level right now. Can you charge at the same time? Like, I don't think that this, like, when I plug a thing in, the battery just stays exactly where it is and it never changes. It doesn't go up and it doesn't go down until I turn it off Mm -hmm. and hope that it doesn't turn back on again uh, in order to charge this thing. Am I missing something? Is that somewhere where I'm not finding it, Russ?
1: I haven't seen it in the settings. I have noticed that, though. Like, I will leave it charging and, like, and sitting over and it's running because I'm, like, downloading a game or I'm scraping box art or whatever. And the charge, it trickles, basically, at that point. It's not going as fast as I would expect it. Like, I come back and I'm like, it's only at 70%. It's been two hours, you know. And so I have noticed that. I'm not sure if that's a software thing that's happening right now. Um,
2: I, I, didn't, I didn't take a look at it specifically. I'm doing battery tests right now. So I'll be able to I'm – I'm capturing all that data from the BMC right now. So I'd be able to comment on that later. Um, that is interesting behavior. Typically you'd always see it at like 85% and above, but at 70%, you really shouldn't see it. It should charge Mm -hmm. it as well. Even if you are running something, uh, the only reason that it wouldn't is because of how they're designing, how they designed the BMC to operate. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, I did not see that yet. I didn't even look at it yet, Uh, but I'm capturing that data now. So I'll
0: have a better idea. Um, but yeah, it's curious. I just remember reading that they said that you would have the option to say no uh do something else instead and i i can't find that option anywhere
1: yeah same um, here i read about it and yeah i'm not seeing it in the settings i haven't d- dived too deep into it but still it's yeah i'm not seeing that
0: well i mean we haven't had these for like we've we've had them for a week so we haven't right. had a a a lot of, and, and most of that's been working yeah, on just- Doing we're stuff just, We're so. all scrambling to mix, make
2: content. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> record
0: it. Go fast. Yeah. Everything exactly. gotta go. Yeah. Um, one thing that I got wrong in my video was I, I talked about the gyro. Um, well, first off, the gyro does not give you the option to emulate the mouse, which in my opinion, that's an L. Um, it's always something that they could update later. So it's not like it's a hardware issue. But I thought that the gyro was only in the tablet, because if you detach the the Joy-Cons, the gyro shuts off. And um, so I thought, okay, maybe the gyro's only in here, but I guess that they did, not an AMA, but they did like a forum post or something, and both controllers and the tablet have gyroscopes in them, which is awesome, because that gives you the ability to do some really cool stuff. I hope that they, I hope the folks at Alpaca Controller talk to uh, Lenovo about this, because they have some really cool math that they've done with two gyroscopes in their controller, which makes it feel unbelievably good when you're using gyro. And I would I would love for that to be present on the, the Legion Go, but it's currently not present. I don't remember, are you guys gy- uh, gyro users or not? Carrie?
2: No, I'm not. Uh, I want to be, because I've seen people be super sick with gyro. Uh, but I did want to comment on this because I talked with Ben, who does a uh, handheld companion, and he has his go in and he, he told me like there's like six different sensors, three different gyros, uh, and all of them pipe into the same HID driver. So they're not like separated all over the place. They all get funneled into one stack. Uh, so from his point of view and how he can like work on his own software to take control of that to do more, simplifies his entire life so he's a huge fan of it yeah so he's like he's like this is probably the best implementation that i've seen so uh oh awesome yeah when you see like third-party software like handheld companion we'll be able to do mouse type of stuff outside of what even lenovo's doing uh so there's good news outside of lenovo even from that point
1: of view yeah, I just like testing it for Wii U and Switch emulation and 3DS just to see, oh, does it do all the things that the original hardware also allowed you to do so that you can recreate that experience? But for my own personal use, yeah, I don't use it. It breaks my brain. I don't know if it's because I'm an inverted control user, but it just <laughs> I can't play a first-person shooter. I am always up, is down, or wrong no matter what I set it to, and so uh, yeah. I just haven't been able to wrap my head around it.
0: Yeah, its but, it's so hard. But with these controllers being separated like this right being able to play where not for you russ because you you know inverted and that's going to mess you up um but sitting there and playing it like this where this is wasd and stuff like that and then this Mm -hmm. is like use my stick and then use this to aim oh my god that feels so good on even just the switch Mm. and those switch joy cons are tiny terrible things these are chonky boys and they feel great in the hand so I think the ergonomics for this would be fantastic, and to have the ability to do a shooter playing like that, I would, I would love that. I really hope mm. that that's an option for us down the road without having to download a handheld companion. Um, right, nothing against your buddy. I just. I don't want to have to make that decision about downloading some stuff that I don't really know what it is, you know. Unless Carrie tells me to go download it, I'm not downloading stuff. (laughs) I don't know what that stuff is.
2: I mean, just from a, uh, it's just Legion Space should just have this. It should just be in an update and just be cohesive. I, it's just a user experience thing that would be better.
1: I am using yeah. handheld companion on mine right now because it pulls up the MSI afterburner and Raven Turner statistics like really well. And so, cause it does all the crap for you. It shows the battery lift and all that stuff. So I just yeah. don't have to program it myself. And so I use it right now for that, but I'm not using it for anything else. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the gyro function in that.
0: Awesome. Uh, last thing, kickstand. Um, this has got to be like one of the best kickstands ever. Feels it's good. so good.
1: I love that it goes at such a wide angle because I like yeah. playing it at a wide angle where I'm like looking down at it at a table like that. And very rarely do you see that. And so I'm, I'm very happy with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Again, like the Lenovo was like uh like a geek designed it. There, it, it didn't pass through any like designer at all. Like it was, it was like, Hey, can I look at that? Oh, right, there it went. <laughs> Who designed that thing? You let
0: Frank design it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just went out (laughs) damn it frank (laughs) but you know i i don't have hardware complaints about this thing at all no
2: yeah yeah there's not many hardware complaints well except for the
0: satisfaction of the putting these things on but overall hardware wise i think that this is really really good and if they can if they can nail the software like you look at where the steam deck launched at and you look at where the rog ally launched at and where they are now through those updates um you know in a year this could be a very very different conversation and uh i think like rich said in his video this might become his daily driver that Mm -hmm. that that shocked me i was really disappointed that he couldn't come and join us today uh but it could like for him to say that this could become his daily driver i was very very surprised so i think that this thing's a win um oh yeah Russ, which one would you buy? This or an ROG Ally? Uh,
1: I'm still, I I don't want to even say because I'm still trying to wrap my head around this one. But I will say like what I'm envisioning in the future and what I would love to see is the Lenovo Legion Go coming out, like Lenovo Legion Go 2 coming out next year. And that the they have new joy cons and new updates and they are backwards compatible with this one too so the people Mm -hmm. who want to just upgrade the experience without upgrading the chip and all the the screen all that kind of stuff they can also kind of refresh their device and so they if they keep on a cycle like that that would be a really kind of amazing thing so i do hope that they keep that in mind in future iterations it's just an idea that i've been thinking
0: about over the past week and not only could you just not buy the joy cons you could you instead of buying the Joy Cons, you could just buy the middle part, right? And yeah. keep the same Joy Cons if you were happy with your with with the controllers. Yeah, you know, and that then you could spend less because I'm sure that I I don't know how much money goes into developing this, but it's got a lot of stuff in it, right? Yeah. It's yeah. So maybe maybe you could cut cut some cash out. I know the Nintendo Switch Joy Cons, which have less going on. Are seventy dollars a piece? I, right. They don't cost Nintendo seventy dollars to make, but you know, maybe right. a bit of a discount. Carrie, which one are you buying? If uh, uh, you know Desert Island, <laughs> you taking the ROG Ally with you, or are you going to take the Legion Go with you, or are you still waiting to see?
2: Uh, so I, I will have a thing on this, but I, it's it's a question. Like, there's a difference between like what I would do versus what I would recommend. And the use cases around that, uh, so it becomes like a, a multifaceted answer question type of deal. Um, I am at my core a, a function over form person, so I like what Frank did. Uh, so I'd probably go <laughs> Lenovo, uh, in that it does it it offers more opportunities to do other things other than gaming. Mm-hmm. If your only thing that you were looking to do was play Windows PC games, I would say get the ASUS RG Ally even knowing that you could have uh, microSDs just disintegrate in that thing. Um, yeah. So that's, that's basically where, where it comes from is just understanding use case and how people would think that they're going to do it uh, and use it. Um,
0: but, yeah, um, that's where I am right now. If they redesigned, if they put out a an Li2 with an 8.8-inch screen and this exact same form factor, but, you know, just bigger, obviously – i would i would get this because i don't see myself taking the joy cons off for mm. almost ever except for transport um like they'll just stay on there almost all the time that being said um for me i think that the legion go is is better it's got a bigger screen it's got faster ram although i you know i think frames per second wise they're pretty close like yes. they're they're pretty close and like one somebody might be like this game gets five five frames more i don't care it's fine (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna cap them anyway so uh whatever um boy it's it's a tough decision between those two and i really it it doesn't come down to power and this is the first time in the handheld pc space that i feel like the discussion hasn't been about power Mm. and that's That's something unique because of this device, and I I like that. Um, uh, But before we get out of here, Russ, why don't you tell everybody when your next video is coming out and what it's going to be? So I'll do a video on Tuesday. I'm, I'm
1: not sure if it's coming out tomorrow or Tuesday, but I'll do a new video on emulation on the Lenovo Legion Ghost. Just kind of running through all that stuff because I don't want to squeeze it into my review video, which will also be coming out probably the end of next week. Uh, so I'm just going to do a dedicated one and be like, hey, here's all the systems that will play on it with a focus on the higher end stuff, so PS3 and Switch mostly. And what about you, Kerry?
2: Um, with my new job it's really hard to determine when I can do anything Uh, it's been really sapping the life out of me I almost didn't get out my my previous video in time I had to uh, that was a rough one Um, so (laughs) I'm not really too sure Uh, I would like to try I'm trying to do at least one video a week at this point Um, I don't know if I'll be able to get a full Lenovo Legion review out um, but we'll see at the very least I do have an 8 O ultimate arcade stick review that's done I just have to tune it up so i think that might one just be coming out uh sooner but as a, like a little side video
0: nice oh you like the um is this like a big arcade stick or is it little it's it's their
2: their xbox one it's it's fairly fairly large it's like normal arcade stick that they sell uh i'm just a big fan of apito in general like i i've been a fan since their sn30 pro um in terms of like membrane based D pads, they still make the best ones, in my opinion. Their Sega uh, pad is fantastic. Like, I can't say enough good things about 8 bito. So, when they came out with their arcade stick, I was like, I got to pick this up. I think the only thing I wish it was was that it, it had Bluetooth on it instead of needing the receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's um, you can replace the sticks with Sanwa stuff. So, uh, it, it's excellent. I, I'm just, as a third party controller, anything that's 8 bito, I can just like. I love it because it's such an easy recommend. Like, have you checked out a Bitto stuff? Because they make fantastic stuff. Um, So I'm just a big fan of that company
0: generally. I'm looking forward to that video. Um, Listen, everybody, we have a Patreon. If you want to get pre-show stuff, uh, there's a link in the description down below. Or if you're listening to this in your favorite podcast app, it's in the show notes. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure that you go and you give it a rating and all that stuff. And uh, head on over to uh, YouTube.com slash NerdNest, YouTube.com slash core and YouTube.com slash TheFox. And make sure you follow all of those channels. And uh, from the NerdNest, uh, you all stay rad. Bye-bye, everybody.